Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Thank you so much for making us part of your afternoon. Appreciate it more than I could ever put it into words. Texter say A to the MFJ. I love how he toes the line of what I can say and what I cannot say. He goes, he says to me, Mark, Steelers versus Cowboys, round four, Steelers win. Ste- okay, A to the MFJ. That tells me, are you a Steelers fan? If not, Who's playing quarterback? Because A to the MFJ. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how many times I can say that and still get away with it. Um, 20, this is a Mark Ryan special for you. Okay, this is my own stat, but it is absolutely true. 29 of the last 31 years now. The team that won the Super Bowl had either the number one overall defense or a top 10 statistical quarterback the year they won. So you're telling me Steelers win. Obviously, you don't have a top 10 quarterback, so therefore you are predicting Pittsburgh has the number one overall defense this year. Defensive coach Mike Tomlin going to have the number one overall defense this year. Uh, So you say, let's see uh, where was uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, You know, a Mike Tomlin Tomlin defense is always always pretty solid, but... um, you know, not not as impressive uh, as one would hope they would be this last campaign. Do you see that happening? Do you see that happening? I'm trying to bring up, by the way, uh, the total defense rankings. And the site that I'm looking at is only giving me um, the, uh, the postseason teams. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Pittsburgh's overall defense. Uh-oh, Texter. Uh-oh. This is not good. 32, 31, 31, 28, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Pittsburgh ranked 21st in total defense. They don't meet the criteria, sir. They do not meet the criteria. So sorry to hear that. All right. Uh, It is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five. The top five biggest sports stories of the day. The top five topics we're discussing Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate, Offsiders, the top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. 
Okay, at number five today, CMC Christian McCaffrey with the 49ers. Are you pulling for him? You know, like, he did nothing wrong with the Carolina Panthers. He was somebody you could be proud of on that team. Just keeping it a buck, I still don't get why the hell they traded him. I don't understand that. You know, like, you trade him when he's 25 years old. The shelf life of a running back usually falls off a cliff at the age of 30, but he's got five great years left. Don't you want him to be part of your rebuilding plan? He signed an extension. He's under contract. Why move him? And why move him? The NFL's yards from scrimmage leader only won over 2,000 yards for a second-round pick? What? Like, I still don't understand that. Here's Christian McCaffrey speaking about the advantage Brock Purdy has that people like me and you gave him. Here's Christian. Yeah, it's impressive as hell. You know, what he's done is amazing. Um, You know, one thing I've learned being in the NFL is it it really doesn't matter where you get drafted. You know, I've seen seen first-round picks who who don't end up well, and you see a guy like Brock, you see guys who are undrafted who turn out to be, you know, all pros and Hall of Famers. And so um, nothing matters. I think when you get drafted, your past doesn't matter. And if there's one thing when you look at Brock's career, even at in college, when you look at, I think I saw a video of his coach on senior day the other day and how, how he impacted that, that organization, um, that's just not a special player, that's a special person. And I think in the NFL, when you have a, someone the like that, of who has the right mindset coming in, who's humble, who's hungry, who has that chip on his shoulder, they have a massive advantage because he's had to scratch and claw for everything he's ever had you know i I appreciate that i value that right and i think that's true there's a reason i think some of the guys some of the unheralded guys become some of the best players i think that chip on their shoulder is a very very real thing cmc didn't have to have that but did he have to leave carolina as well still really burns my brownies next up four at number four on the show guys this is hard for me Furman is my small school Florida is my big school uh, I Furman had such an opportunity this basketball campaign to build on the momentum of a season ago look look at what they gave us the best Furman season in in their history in terms of the calendar year men's basketball in March men's uh, foot football team going all the way to the final eight, taking Montana to overtime. Montana ended up going down to the final two. You know, like, I, I was so excited about what we saw and just to see the growth of Furman. They're everywhere. Every big event, there's Furman representation in the upstate. Their stated goal is to become Greenville's team. Well, last night, they were Mercer's team, if I'm honest with you, because they lost to the Mercer Bears for the first time in 19 games last night. Took their overall record, and I had to look at this twice to make sure I was reading it accurately. Furman's record is 12-12? and 12? How did this happen? What is going on? Coach Ritchie, we're huge believers in you. Mike Bothwell, Jalen Slauson, huge losses. I get it. But it was our buddy Dan Scott who said that last year making the tournament should be the rule, no longer the exception. 
and it feels like we're heading back to exception territory. And I'm hurt by that fact. Last night, Furman falls to Mercer. Mercer was 3-7 and seven in the SoCon. Furman was 6-4. and four. They just have no business losing that game. One of our producers, Brandon Keeler, told me that Bob Ritchie said after the game it was one of the most pathetic performances he's ever been a part of. I just, my concern is that you're missing an opportunity to capitalize on all this momentum. You know, you don't want all this momentum that you generated to fall off a cliff. we got to pre- prevent that from happening. Furman's place in the parlance of upstate sports. Can they achieve becoming Furman, uh, the Greenville's team? What do you say? Next up. Three. At number three today on the show, we've asked you to pick next season's Super Bowl. You know, Kansas City, San Fran doing battle this year, but who's doing battle next? My main man, Bo, on the text line said Cincinnati and Detroit. Um, A to the MFJ. Got it in again. Awesome. Said Cowboys Steelers. Spur Daddy says it's going to be Detroit and Kansas City with KC winning. I say Baltimore, Detroit, Detroit does the trick. Why? I think they're right there. I think they're aware of their weakness, the secondary. They're going to address that in the offseason. Dan Campbell's going to be a little less reckless, a little bit uh, not more aggressive, but just a little less reckless. I think that gets them over the hump the next time around. Uh, Baltimore, I think they're hungry enough to get to the Super Bowl, talented enough to get to the Super Bowl, but that choking bug is going to rear its ugly head yet again. What say you? Who makes it next season? Next up. Two. You know, guys, I was wondering, I I was contemplating this myself. Like, what is it about the Super Bowl that brings us all together? You know, I I was trying to find a stat, and I couldn't find it. And I, I, I just imagine that more than half the people who watch the Super Bowl aren't even football fans. It is such a big event, it doesn't matter if you're a football fan or not. That is an entertainment property. It's incredible how that works, is it not? Um, But to me, what makes me sad is that among younger people, Super Bowl viewership is down. Super Bowl viewership among young people 18 to 49, that's a younger demographic, right, is down 13%. Why? Because everybody's doing something different. You know, so many different apps, so many different channels, YouTube, so many different interests. Um, and I guess what I, what's bothering me is one of my favorite things about growing up was when we all were watching the same show. You know, like, what were those shows for you when you were growing up? Like, you know, there was a time when I was a kid uh, where everyone was watching, like, 90210, right? Everyone saw the Seinfeld finale. Um, that moment in time where you knew that just about every other American was doing the same thing you were. You know, like even, you remember like the first ever like American Idol finale? It was a big deal. Like it was one of those, one of the last TV moments that everyone was talking about. And I I ask you guys, are we ever going to have a moment like that again? Or is the Super Bowl going to be the only televised event that brings us all together? We just have two, our interests are too divided. 
nowadays. I hate that. I don't. I, I love these events that bring us all together, coalesce around one community. And finally, one at number one, the state of South Carolina is officially the fastest growing state in the country. According to the U.S. Census data that was just released today, the top 10 fastest growing states counting down from 10 to 1, Georgia, Utah, Tennessee, D.C., Delaware, North Carolina, Idaho, Texas, Florida, and South Carolina number one at a 1.7% growth. Our state added, added 91,000 people between July of 2022 and July of 2023. And I say, my friends, embrace it. I say this is a fantastic thing. Why? Well, because what else are you going to do? Nothing stays the same. You can't make things. You can't freeze things in time. You can't put the upstate in a time capsule. Any attempt to maintain status quo is futile. So embrace growth and embrace change. And realize, my friends, that you have done an incredible job making this state a place many want to be. That's a compliment to you. But predictably, there are many that don't see it that way. Midlands Tiger tweets in, Embrace growth and change, you say. Why should we do that for you, Mark Ryan? Didn't you claim to have been searching for a place like this? You moved here. You weren't born here. Why don't you change or accept how it's going to be here? There are so many things I hate about this kind of post. Matthew Cooper. This was a, and this this post has seven likes, Diesel. Seven people like this. He goes, Mark must be the ones who have been here for generations, get to watch their home completely destroyed and their way of life uprooted. Many locals here are being forced out because they can't afford to live here anymore. Change does happen, but enjoying lives being destroyed is wild. Bro, enjoying lives being destroyed? Where did I say I'm delighting in lives being destroyed? Guys, growth creates a change in supply and demand that creates a change in pricing unless you want to instill some very un-american rules i.e china you can only have one child for a husband and wife then i don't know how you plan to do that i don't celebrate people being forced out i was forced out okay i had a property that went up in rent by forty dollars next year 140 the next year, $180. That was my apartment property. I was forced out. That's not fun. I get it. But it's cool to be a part of something. You know, not many people heard of the upstate, heard of Greenville when I moved here five years ago. Now everybody knows about it, right? It, you, have you noticed the city no longer uses hashtag, yeah, that Greenville? It's because everybody knows about it now, right? You don't need to remind anybody of it. I think it's pretty doggone cool to be part of something that is big and growing and becoming big time. And I like to see bigger musical acts. I like to see higher level sports, right? I like to, to host in a place that's a, it's a big deal to host. So what is your problem with the growth, really? And if you do have an issue, what, pray tell, 
are you going to do about it? Edmund Hoffman says, we are full, sir. Random guy says, nah, the OGs of South Carolina will never want the mass influx of people. It goes against our way of life. So do what our buddy Johnny Carrots did. Buy the land. Build your property. Do it before now when the prices have exploded. And reap the benefits. Have your land. Love your life. Stop complaining. It doesn't look good on anybody. And those are today's top five at five. Now it's your your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844 on the Renewal by Anderson phone line, 326-3663. You can hit us on the text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN and away you go. You can get to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube at the Fan Upstate on everyone. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. And finally, email. You guys can all email the show. Mark Ryan, that is M-A-R-C Ryan, at thefanupstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. I just, guys, you know, like, there's nothing you can do about the growth. There's literally nothing you can do. So why the soreness? What is your plan for stopping this? You know, um, I think it's cool to be a part of something big. Um, I'm proud of I'm proud of moving here. I'm proud of living here. I love where we're at. I see the increase in traffic. I do. You know, unless you plan to keep people out, your only other alternative is to change the infrastructure here to accompany more people. You got a great place to live. You guys have made it that way. Okay? Unfortunately, you can't keep it all to yourself. That's not how America works. You know, you guys celebrate the land of the free, right? Well, that freedom means people can move to a place that you don't want them to move to. Sorry. That drives up the price for your apartments and your homes. Some of that is good. Some of the crowding is not. I get it. I say hallelujah. Embrace the growth. Embrace the climb. Excited about it personally. All right, my friends. Good stuff right there. Very, very, very excited about that. Coming up next on the show, uh, a mayor of a big city did something, said something, that I've never heard a big city mayor do. That, my friends, is next, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Offsides. Mark, Ron, and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstates rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Uh, let's see here. Jared Tripp says, I'm 23, and I've been looking for homes, and I have been outbid numerous times on homes. Yankees keep taking over. Um, fascinating, right? Like, it's, it, like it is, it's hard these days to, uh, to get a home. Yeah, but I was really outbid. Is. Two years ago, I was outbid like three or four times on houses. Jared, so I, I don't think that there's anything unique to now. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that outside investors aren't buying up homes because that was a problem, you know, in 2020, 2019, when I bought my house. One thing that sucks, Mark, is I was outbid once by $500 for a house that I You're really kidding. wanted. I really oh. wanted this house. Really oh. wanted this house. Outbid by $500. And then those people ultimately didn't buy the house. We bid on one a while back, <laughs> uh, and it had God Diesel. That's they didn't want the house, so could, why didn't you get back in it into it? I had already we'd already bought the house we're in now. Oh, I mean, this was I like see. you know the, the price. You know, you've been through it. Anybody who's gone through the home buying process, you know, it's a it's a lot of hurry up and slow down, hurry up and slow down, hurry up and slow down. And you know, by the time we found out that that house was ultimately not purchased by the people that outbid us. We'd already bought the house we're in now. We bid on a home a while back. Uh, bid was accepted. You guys don't know this. Uh, had black mold and uh, had a leaky roof. And so, uh, nope, not moving forward with that. And we learned that just going through that process, you lose like 1500 bucks. Just going through that. Inspections and air quality and titles and nonsense i'm telling you freaking nonsense you lose a lot just by going through the process and they don't tell you that they don't tell you that that's that's a brutal time period to be in man uh okay so let's do this um this to me was shocking all right now uh, i've never heard this before i've never heard anyone say this previously as you know the A's are, have been trying to get themselves to Las Vegas. You know, we declare randomly, seemingly, its cities in this country. Over the last five years, Nashville is an its city. Las Vegas is an its city. Folks are trying to make Greenville an its city. And many of you are saying, hell nah. Flint, Michigan is home, a different kind gotta... of its city, but we're, we're dropping two letters. Be nice, Diesel. Be nice. Um, <laughs> So, so, uh, so I, this shocked me because here you have the mayor of Las Vegas, okay? The mayor, Carolyn Goodman, all right? So what do mayors want? All the money in the world for their city. Uh, in that city, Las Vegas, one of the wealthiest cities in terms of what they have at their disposal. They've added an NFL team. They've added an NHL team, all right? All in the last six years. And you've got an MLB team. You know, formerly Vegas had nothing except the running Rebels, okay? Um, now you got an MLB team. 
wanting to give you three out of the big four sports when you had none before. Zero. Um, Diesel, are you a Las Vegas guy? I've never been to Vegas. Um, I don't have enough disposable income, I think, to go do Vegas right. I mean, I think you got to know, like, if you're going to Vegas, you got to go with, you know, at least at least a few thousand dollars that you're, you're willing to gamble with. Like two grand, three grand tops, you know, it, it, to, to, to be able to have any kind of actual experience in Las Vegas. You got to have a little bit of money that you're willing to, to burn as disposable income. Diesel, I've been, I don't like it. I'll be honest with you. I don't like it. Uh, I found it to be all about the things that shouldn't matter in life, but due to some, I found it to be very plastic, very fake. I found people to be on their very last legs there. As a matter of fact, in uh, the MGM Grand, uh, I was standing at the counter checking in, and a guy died behind me. I heard a thud, and he fell and hit the ground, and apparently that's not... That's not an uncommon occurrence there. You know, people come there on their last legs. They go there. They abuse their bodies. Um, and it just it just feels like it's all about the things that shouldn't matter in life but do to some. And honestly, I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. It's the strangest thing when you're flying into it, too. Um, you fly in, and you see, you're seeing nothing but desert. And the plane is coming down. And you're like, uh, is this a mistake? Have we been hijacked? Like, there's nothing here. And then all of a sudden, there is a square plot of land that is Las Vegas. You can see it from the plane. And, like, you land right on the strip, and you can see all that there is to see in Las Vegas when you, the plane is landing. And you're like, this, this, this city is like a neighborhood. It's, like, it's literally a square in the middle of the desert, and I've never seen anything like this. And so, I don't know, guys, you know, if like slots and all that stuff are your deal and like cheesy shows that you spend way too much money on, if that's your deal, you know, fake waterfalls, if that's your deal, you'd like Las Vegas. Uh, I, I was looking forward to getting, getting home. I, so, in other words, what I'm trying to tell you is I don't get, I don't get the love. But I can tell you, un, undeniably, Las Vegas is one of the new it cities. Nashville is one of the new it cities, right? Um, on the other side of the coin, Oakland is not at all. <laughs> all right. Oakland, everyone was, was wanting to peace out other cities in California, peacing out, get me out of here. Folks don't like the politics. They don't like the wildfires. They don't like the cost of living out there. Uh, I'll never forget this. I, I went to go visit Napa Valley. They charge you a quarter for plastic bags out there. And, um, you know, you know how, like, on some side of some roads and some businesses, they sell those, like, storage units for your backyard that kind of look like little barns? Houses like that are $800,000 out there. Houses that are the size of one of those $1,000 storage units are $800,000 out there. And you wonder why people are leaving. So imagine my surprise when you've got a mayor of a major city, Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman, saying... No, you know what? Uh, I'm not really into the Oakland A's. You know, I, I really think they should try to stay. I, I can't even believe this. Your job is to make this work for your city. Diesel, is this career suicide? Listen to what Carolyn Goodman says right here. She is the mayor of Las Vegas about the Oakland A's. 
We have a very large complex, probably about 60 acres. We probably could cobble together more land so they could possibly have 100 acres. And it's in the historic old part of town, which is where all major interstate highways come together. We have seven access points to it. It is in an opportunity zone. There are all these benefits. And so when they said no, I thought, hmm, this doesn't make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream and yet they can't get it. Would it be a good thing if the A's do in fact move to the Tropicana? I personally, I'm not talking about anybody else anywhere else in this community. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. You know, you hear her and it makes sense. I can't believe she said that publicly, you know, um, and, you know, I, I I always say you can wish in one hand and crap in the other and see which one fills up first. I, I think we're past the point of wishing for the Oakland A's now, are we not? I mean, like, guys, come on. But I, I certainly wouldn't be saying if I was Las Vegas trying to become a big league city, I certainly wouldn't say the team that wants to be here should not come here. Diesel, you know, uh, crazily, I could see that happening here. You know, I think I just invented a word, by the way, crazily. But, Diesel, couldn't you see a team wants to come here, the mayor talks to the constituents of the upstate and says, I think you should stay stay where you're at? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but, but, but a big part of what she said there was we've cobbled together about 60 acres. We could probably give them 100 if we really wanted to. But the Oakland A's organization said no. So what she said was, it seems like they really want to stay in Oakland. The A's, the ownership, really wants to stay in Oakland. And if that's what you really want, then follow that dream. Chase that dream. Stay in Oakland. Um, but, yes, I could totally see. Let's just say, for example, that a failing, because we keep bringing it up many, many times, we're not going to get an NFL team here because we because Charlotte and Atlanta already have it. We're not going to get an NBA franchise because Charlotte and Atlanta already have it, and people here hate the NBA. We're not getting MLB because Atlanta already has it. Charlotte's on a short list to get it. We're not going to get MLS because people here won't support it. So the only option for us to ever get a major, high-major sports franchise would be the NHL. So let's just say that a failing NHL franchise wants to move. And we had this discussion five months ago, four or five months ago, that the uh, was it the Arizona Coyotes were not happy with where they were, with the arena that they were in, and they were potentially looking at a move. They were looking at Atlanta. And I said, why not Greenville? Come on, we have the name, the Carolina Reapers. It's a great name. It but is. I guarantee you, guarantee you, if Knox White brought this up, the city of Greenville, the county of Greenville, the greater upstate area would say, <laughs> not if you're going to charge me a dime in taxes. Hell no. Yeah, you want to bring your team here? I think you should stay where you're at. Like, guys, that's not what mayors say when major sports entities want to come to your city. You know, like, that's why billionaires fight so hard to become pro sports owners. 
because even in many cases, all their money can't buy them. It's the only thing money can't buy. They got to do bids and they got to be approved and there's got to be an opening and all these other things. When you have a chance to get a team, you get them. And in this case, um, we've got the mayor, uh, Mayor Goodman, who says, no, I'm shocked by that. But after listening to her take, I understand why she said what she did. All right, my friends, if you missed our interview with Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales, which happened yesterday, okay, brand new interview, Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales, uh, I think you're going to be taken in a good way by his positive energy. All the negativity from uh, the last few years has been lost on him. Don't come to him with that mess. You'll hear our conversation with Dave next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State. Subscribe to the Fan Up State on YouTube because tomorrow I will be racing Diddy with my mouth. Huh? Yeah, it's not as don't make it weird, okay? Don't make it weird, don't make it gross. But you're going to want to see this. We are racing and we will be determining who our official pick will be for the Super Bowl based off of this race. You're going to want to subscribe to the Fan Upstate on YouTube. We'll be doing this late in the 4 o'clock hour, early in the 5 o'clock hour tomorrow. Texter says Mayor Knox White was a huge proponent of bringing the drive to downtown Greenville and is a huge proponent of growth. He'd never say no to that. Well, uh, I don't think the Las Vegas mayor was saying no. I think she was saying "Ah, we tried, and it just didn't work out. Yesterday, Mark and I had a really fantastic opportunity to spend about 10 minutes with the brand-new head coach of your Carolina Panthers. The dude's energy was apparent. His joy was apparent. He was so excited to get the job, and so we are excited to play this for you again. Our 10-minute conversation with Dave Canales, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Dave, this is Mark Ryan. How are you? Welcome to the Carolinas. Hey, Mark. Thank you. I'm so, so excited to be here, um, getting my feet firmly on the ground with the good Hornets game. Went to uh, Providence State High School basketball game local here. Um, just really trying to get out into the community and kind of see what's all out there. Man, it's great. It's, it's great to have you here. What attracted you to the Carolinas and this position? Oh, I mean, first and foremost, you know, to become a head coach uh, has been a dream of my wife and I, my wife, Lizzie, um, 20 years in the making, um, just a lot of blood, sweat and tears, um, high moments, low moments, and all the in-between, just learning the lessons and just really chomping at the bit to to put a philosophy and a way to win football into play, uh, first and foremost. And then specifically about the Panthers, got to start with Bryce Young, got to start with the opportunity to work with a first overall pick. Um, you know, in, I, it, while my time in Seattle, we were, you know, had such a good uh, record there, making the playoffs, putting ourselves in position um, to win championships. But at the same time, you're never close to that top pick. And so um, just got really excited about that opportunity to be a part of something there uh, early in his career. And then, of course, I can't even talk about this job without mentioning um, just Jero Evero and the uh, – what I saw firsthand from a defense that was second to none in the NFL 
the excitement I have to really be the offensive counterpart to what they have established, the continuity there. Um, and then just as I've been here for two weeks and every time I meet a new person and poke my head in another office, just the amazing infrastructure, the people that it's a really a family environment here um, that is hungry to win. So com- combine all those things, it's just a dream come true. Brand new Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales joins us on the show. Dave, can you talk about the interview process and what expectations were set for you and how you'll interact with Dan Morgan and with Dave Tepper? Yeah, sure. The, I mean, the first word I have to say is alignment. It was it was a Zoom interview to begin with. Um, it was an in-person interview to follow, kind of uh, a playoff game in Detroit sandwiched in between that. And a lot of excitement for me um, just about the questions that I was asked, The hopefully the responses that I gave. But the reaction was like, oh, we have a lot of things in common, a lot of things align in terms of philosophy, style of play, culture, environment, all those things that you know you would assume get uh, talked about from a from an interview standpoint, um, and it just felt so good leaving the second interview. I was really hoping to get that call, and um, and was you know just completely just overwhelmed when they did call me. I was driving in the car, <laughs> getting ready to continue to state my case for the job, and. Um, and I just remember how excited I was to call my wife and to let her know. Dave Canales, the brand new Carolina Panthers head coach, joining us here on Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Dave, the previous coaches here have had a little bit of difficulty with the level of hands-on that Dave Tepper is. I'm curious if you have any concerns about that. What do you expect your boss's day-to-day involvement will be? You know, I haven't, I wasn't here to experience um, any of that. And, you know, right now I just have a, a great expectation from, from the owners, from Mr. and Mrs. Tepper um, to just come in and just bring my energy to this place and uh, to build a brand of football that we're proud of, to pursue excellence every single day. What does a win look like today? And, you know, looking for that um, championship moment, you know, within the process is, is kind of the, the way that I phrase it. But um, I've just felt that kind of excitement on a day-to-day basis that I can't really speak to, you know, what was going on before. Dave, one of my favorite movies all time is We Are Marshall. And I love the scenes where the new head coach had to come in and and really build trust with the very small, limited number of guys who were left on that roster, but it, it's it's such an impactful scene. Uh, can you talk about what interactions you've had with Bryce and some of the other key pieces that are on the offensive side of the ball? You talked about you know alignment. Um, in what ways are you going to st- try to strengthen that? You know, it'll start with our story, um, and that's where I have to make time. You know, for for some of the um, the the players that I'm going to be you know directly connected with. Um, and, you know, just starting with Bryce as an example, like it's so important for me to hear the rest of his story, not just of this past season, but his college career, you know, going through the uh, the process leading up to the combine and getting ready for the draft. You know, I had an opportunity, but they're really small windows, a 15 minute formal interview at the combine, an hour zoom, um, you know, like wasn't at a pro day, you know, those types of things. So it was it was really just a a tight window to try to get to know someone. So I'm really looking forward to just 
creating a joint vision, which all starts with just knowing where you've been and where you come from. And I want them to be able to know where I come from as well so that as we communicate and as we build this relationship, there's a foundation of understanding of this person that I'm talking to, where it's coming from, and and my desire for them to really maximize and, and achieve their best. You can feel the positive energy coming from Dave Canellan's seventh head coach in Carolina Panthers history. Dave, we have heard a number of times from the Carolina Panthers, look, the, the Carolina Panthers are for North and South Carolina. That's why they're not called the North Carolina Panthers. But we sense here in South Carolina that our audience wants to be a part of the action, but doesn't necessarily feel like that. How can we together bridge that gap to make the Panthers the NFL team for both North and South Carolina? I think it's a huge priority. I think it's it's really big for us here, you know, like um, that we are able to to continue the relationships that have been developed since the beginning. You know, the, the team started out, you know, with, you know, doing all the practices and playing at Clemson, you know, and, and really being able to, like, make sure that those the foundation and the roots that were set here continue to be alive and well. Um, so I think as we go forward, you know, like I can't give you any definitive dates about calendars or training camps and all that but that the plan is in the works um i'm being reminded all the time because of course i'm a newcomer i'm being reminded all the time it's the carolinas and how important it is the minute i got here they're like you know your language is such that this is a this is a collective thing this is our team um you know and then of course selfishly like just being able to get down to charleston and hang out at the beach and that's something that um, my wife and i talked about doing coming from tampa you know so now that we're even closer um, I just, I'm really looking forward to to that connection. Dave, I, I know it's early, but what parts and pieces of your roster do you feel confident about at this point? I think there's some, you know, definitely some players, you know, free agent wise that are, that we have to really take seriously that I don't re- really want to talk too specifically about, um, you know, but I just know that a starting point here is we have a fantastic defense. Let's keep it that way. Let's build an offense that has an identity. Let's build an offense that is that is aggressive, that's attacking in style, that's multiple. Let's build an offense that we're proud of, and let's become something so we have that identity because that's already in place on defense. The scheme is there. Um, the effort is there as I continue to watch more games. Um, so without getting into any specific pieces, um, you know, that's just kind of my general view and approach of, of who the Panthers can be. Um, in short order. Coach Dave Canales joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Coach, my belief is a team takes on the personality of its head coach, especially the elite head coaches. I can watch Detroit play and tell you that's a Dan Campbell coach team. What are the telltale signs of a Dave Canales team? Relentless pursuit of finding a competitive edge. First and foremost, what does a win look like today? We're trying to win this day on this Wednesday. We're trying to win this um, this moment and capture that. That's, that's first and foremost. That's just part of my nature. I wake up with a new set of downs. It says first and 10. Here we go. And I'm excited about the day. So I want to bring that kind of passion and excitement and just like pure joy and fun for doing this job, This what we get to call a job, this game that we love. Um, and on top of that, you know, there's a whole lot of things in between, but the calling card's going to be finished. That was my selling point in Tampa. This is my selling point to the Carolinas. The calling card of this team is going to be finished. Finish days, finish practices, finish games, finish drives, 
finish halves. You know, anytime we have an opportunity to identify a finish moment, that's where we get to show up and be who we are, doing right longer than the opponent, whatever it takes. Um, and it's going to be evident in the way we practice, the way we approach our preparation and all that. Um, and hopefully that's going to be an infectious part of who we are. Coach, it's awesome to meet you. Uh, I grew up in, in and around the Tampa area, grew up a Buccaneers fan, obviously well aware of what you did uh, for the Buccaneers. And uh, I've, loved, I've loved life here in the Carolinas and uh, hope you find it awesome as well. It's really great to meet you and look, looking forward to a, a great relationship with you moving forward. Welcome. Likewise. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right. Dave Canales, the brand new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, as heard right here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. So there you go, guys. Uh, we're getting some texts on this. Hey, guys, was this live? Was this now? It happened yesterday. Uh, about 2.10 yesterday, we had on the brand-new Carolina Panthers coach, Dave Canales. Uh, we knew that, you know, like you guys, we see the data. You guys come in and out of our audience on a regular basis. So we, we put it at different times because we want you to be able to hear it. Big land, big get for us yesterday. And uh, I don't know if, if you guys felt the same way, but I was really impressed with what I heard. You know, like it's, it's, you're saying to yourself, okay, you're Dave Tepper. Why did you hire this guy? You know, because I'll be honest with you, uh, I didn't know who Dave Canales was before like last July or August. I'm like, oh, the Bucks got a new offensive coordinator. Who is this guy? He was on Seattle staff with Pete Carroll for all the, who is he? What? You know, like no, none of us can name every assistant coach for every NFL team. But, you know, I listened to what he said and I could see why somebody in Dave Tepper's position would be impressed by that positivity optimism attitude right at the same time if you had more experienced choices available to you you'd hire those if you were dave tepper but dave didn't dave burned the bridge allegedly with jim harbaugh a year ago you think bill belichick was going to come to to this mess you know and to me diesel when i heard dave canales say i went the opening question what appealed about this to this you know what appealed about this position to you and he said the ability to become a head coach he gave you the answer what appealed he'd have gone anywhere to become a head coach you know I had the chance to become a head coach that was my goal that was my dream didn't matter where it was and that's what he did and it's it's shocking what a rise for him though man from El Camino College from a high school coordinator to El Camino College, he met Pete Carroll there on a recruiting trip. All the way to connecting with Pete Carroll at USC, went from El Camino College to a strength coach at USC, then followed Pete Carroll to Seattle, and then stayed with Pete Carroll until the opportunity with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came open, right? Uh, let's, let's us see that. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Joey. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. You missed it yesterday, buddy, but glad you got a chance to hear it this time. And that is why we replay those things. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right, guys, we've got the six o'clock hour coming your way next here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and diesel. We are the fan upstate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.